Hi everyone, welcome to episode 31. Today I'm with Carson Morrow and um, happy late Christmas because I think this comes out the day after Christmas. Um, so in honor of that, we're actually talking about the birth of Jesus, but before we get started, I'm going to ask Carson what his testimony is. So um, I grew up in a Catholic church, um, in a Catholic household, and um, my parents were really strong like in their religion of Catholicism, but they weren't really like strong in the faith. Um, they didn't really practice like having a relationship with God. It was just kind of like we go to church every Sunday and um, then it's kind of just checked off the checklist. Um, so like growing up, I kind of had that same mentality. I was checking everything off the checklist. Like I got baptized as a baby. Um, I had my first communion, um, all the stuff I had to do. Um, so yeah, growing up, I always thought that like I knew God, but I mean, in reality, I was kind of just like doing it because it was my parents' faith. Um, but then my freshman year of high school, my brother uh, got me to go to CIY Move, um, and that trip was like life-changing for mm -hmm. me. Um, it was the first non-Catholic thing I've ever done, and um, I remember like going there and just like feeling this like presence of God that I'd never felt before. Like I could tell like everyone who was there, there was just something different about them than the people that I had met from um, the Catholic church. And they really were just like encouraging and loving. And, um, but I mean, growing up in a Catholic church, I was, and like not having that uh, relationship mentality, I was really confused at CLI the whole time mm -hmm. because I had so many questions. I mean everything that I thought about God was like flipped around. Like I was kind of starting to change that religion mentality to a relationship mentality. Um, so my brother's friend, he was actually my um, like group leader and my brother's nine years older than me. So his friend's a lot older than me too. But I would just like, I remember I went to his room every single night and I just asked him questions. Any question I had, I just question, question, question. and. After a few nights, I started telling him like the things I struggled with, and like as the week went on, I just like kept getting like deeper into this relationship, and I just kept having so many questions. And um, there was it was the Thursday night, I think it was like the fourth night. Um, I they had this thing called like walking through the door, and they had this door up at the front, and. Uh, it was like, if you want to have a relationship with God, you can walk through that door and start that relationship. And like they had had it the first few nights and I didn't really like, I already thought mm -hmm. I had that relationship with God. But then as the week went on, I like started noticing like I didn't. So um, I like kept talking to my leader and by that fourth night, um, I walked through that door and I like walked through it and I just remember sobbing. It was like, the best choice of my life. So that's when I would say I was saved was um, that week, um, whenever I decided to mm -hmm. accept God into my life and accept that relationship. Um, but then after that week, it was really hard because it was like the first like Jesus high I had had. Mm -hmm. And I came back and it was just like, I felt like the world was so empty because mm -hmm. I mean, I was surrounded that whole week by believers and um, people who were just like loving on me the whole time. So uh, I was just like super empty and I got like super, um, just like depressed and upset about like how I felt like God had like left me mm -hmm. and um, 
but in reality it's just because i wasn't trying to maintain that relationship i mean everyone had already kind of been doing it for me um like by serving that weekend but um so yeah i just started going down like a really bad path um i was just like always angry and um always anxious about things um and it was just for like a year or so it was just not great but then um there's this thing called chrysalis i'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard of it um and i went through chrysalis my sophomore year and that's when i really realized like wait god has not left me like i've mm-hmm. left god so um i started getting back into that relationship with him and i started um really like focusing on uh how i can work on my relationship with him instead of how he can work on his relationship with me because it was nothing that God had done um, wrong, obviously. So it was merely just because I strayed away. So um, that weekend I met my one of my table leaders. His name's Cooper. Uh, he's one of my best friends now, but he was my table leader. And we became super close. He was the first like person close to my age that I had ever like shared anything with mm-hmm. um it had always been adult so this was the first like i would say godly friendship that i had um and he would answer my questions he would encourage me he would text me throughout the week um after chrysalis and stuff and it was sort of that same um feeling like after ciy was i had a jesus high and then it just kind of dropped but um cooper helped me a lot with not making me hit so hard, um, hit bottom so hard. So, uh, he just kept texting me. He kept encouraging me. And, um, ultimately he pretty much like helped keep me in line, um, which I'm so grateful for. Um, but he introduced me to many of his friends and now these are like all of his friends at the time are now all of my best friends. Um, but then after that, I started going to young life. I started getting plugged in, um, and like I said, I was in a Catholic church. So uh, right after Christmas, it was a few months after, I had to get confirmed, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the last step of my like Catholic journey. And my parents were like, once you do this, you can do whatever you want. Like you can go to whatever church, like we don't care, but you, ha- you have to keep going with us and you have to get confirmed then you're done. I was like, I, at first I was kind of upset because I was like, wow, it's really that impersonal that I just have to do this right. one thing and I can move on. Yeah. Um, but then in the end i was like honestly whatever i'll just Mm -hmm. do this get it over with and move on so i can like really start going so i started going to new beginnings after that and um after i started going there um, that's where cooper and a lot of my friends went um it was really when i started um like digging into the word of god because i mean that church really focused on they really focused on that relationship with Mm -hmm. god um so i started like reading my Bible, I used to never read my Bible before then, but I started trying to read it like once a week or so. Um, but again, like I, I, that once a week is just not enough. Like you can't eat food once a week and right. be nourished with that. Like mm-hmm. you have to keep eating. Um, but I didn't realize that. And um, so I really started struggling, especially with anxiety at the time. And I would just start breaking down randomly and like having these panic attacks and like freaking out like oh my gosh God's left me like at times when I knew God hadn't left me but it was like just 
the enemy was just coming after me one after another. And it's like anytime I would read my Bible, it would just be like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing this, I'm not saved. Like, and I just started having all these like confusing questions and I was freaking out. Um, and I struggled with anxiety for like probably a year and a half um, until I had to, I actually had to give a chrysalis talk about studying mm-hmm. the Bible. And I didn't read my Bible mm-hmm. at the time. So I was like, well, dang, I need to start doing that to, so I know what to talk about. And um, so I started reading my Bible every day for like two months before my talk. And I really just started noticing like this anxiety started calming. Mm-hmm. And God started like these storms that would like come up inside of me. I would just like pray or I'd think of a verse and I, it would just kind of like calm. And God really did um, help me through that a lot. And um, I don't think I really realized it at the time how much it was helping but then I like started doing better and I gave my talk and so after that I just kept reading my bible Mm -hmm. and then I started realizing like wow this is like actually helping me a lot um and then I just like started having this like desire like if I forgot to read my bible one day I would I couldn't go Mm -hmm. like I had to read it because I was so engrossed with learning more about God um but then like I felt like the world just started becoming so bad and like I would hear these things on the news and these things would happen Mm. at school and I would just get so anxious and this is and because of this anxiousness I would stop reading my Bible because I'm like okay this isn't helping I need to do something new but it only got worse because I stopped Mm -hmm. reading it and um, so I started getting hopeless Um, but then there uh, some people in my grade um, at the time like I thought they were totally hopeless like they had been going to parties drinking smoking doing things with other people that they shouldn't have and like really just indulging in all these sinful things and I thought they're too far gone um, I was very like self-righteous at the time mm-hmm. but then God like totally turned these people's lives around and like now they're my best friends and because of them I'm extremely hopeful for like <laughs> literally anyone at the time like I see the most hopeless person that you could even think of and I'm just like God's got them like mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't know it just excites me thinking about it um it, it's kind of like the Jesus Revolution movie it's like how our I feel like that's how our generation is like I think so too yeah like yeah. it's just we're all looking for God just in the wrong places mm-hmm. and now it's just been so um, helpful like calming my anxiety and um curing like this hopelessness that I always felt um with the world and um yeah, so then this summer, um, I got baptized at my church's uh, summer uh, retreat called Beach Week. Um, I got baptized in the ocean. That was super fun. Um, and now I just am kind of just like sitting here waiting for God to move me to the next step because, mm-hmm. I mean, I have plans for college. Um, I'm going to be a teacher, but an elementary teacher. But, I mean, until then, I'm kind of just like waiting, being content with my life because mm-hmm. waiting for whatever God has me to next so there's just so many beautiful moving pieces mm-hmm. like with oh there's just so much I had so many thoughts um but I think it's great that you're being content now and not like being impatient with what is to come and just like all of your childlike curiosity that made you come to Christ and realizing that he's never going to abandon you it's just so beautiful What does it mean for Jesus to come to earth as a baby? Um, I mean, first of all, I feel like it just shows God's unconditional love for us. Um, for him to be like 
the King of the Most High, like sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven, having um, like power and dominion and all this. And to leave that to come to earth, first of all, that shows a lot of love. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and like it shows his vulnerability. But second of all, like for him to come as um, a baby, that really shows um, not only his vulnerability, but almost his unpredictability. Because Mm -hmm. um, at the time, like the Jews thought they were expecting like a warrior or a king um, to come and save them from the Romans. But I mean, he came as a baby. He came as the most vulnerable form of a human being that there is. And um, he he didn't come to save us from the Romans. He came to save us from our sins. Um, And I just think that's really cool because it shows um, the unnatural and supernatural parts of God of um, how he uh, just like went through all the natural parts of life um, but is also fully God mm-hmm. um, so I just thought that was really cool like the obedience that he showed um, leaving the throne of from the right hand of the Father um, to come down and suffer for us yeah and that sinless I think so too especially with like the humbleness of his birth like in a barn in a manger i'm sure most people watching were born like in a hospital or you know in the care of others like in a house and it was in a barn and no one was expecting that so the unpredictability was good how did god use man whether good or bad to fulfill and answer his prophecy and promises through jesus um so if you look back into the genealogy Mm -hmm. of christ uh and how he came uh, not just from like the line of King David on Joseph's side, but um, also lots of other memorable women on his mom's side, um, like rehab, both sides were resulting in sinners. Um, but Jesus not only came um, from them, but also came from God. Um, and because of that, he was not born of that original sin. Um, so uh, he didn't con- he didn't contain that. Uh, original sin from Adam and Eve, uh, since he was God. And, uh, I mean, I feel like that also just extremely shows the, again, like the humbleness, um, of him to enter into the world from such a sinful line of people, but also coming without sin, um, into the world. Uh, and I just feel like that's really cool. Like, cause I mean, that prophecy of coming from David, like, I mean, mm-hmm. he fulfilled that. So I think that's just really cool. Yeah, I do too, especially with like how he's half God and half sinner, like human, even mm-hmm. though he never sins, he's perfect, but the people he came from weren't, and it's just so cool. Um, what do you think the significance was for Mary to have uh, had Jesus as a virgin? Okay, so first of all, I mean, it was a fulfilled prophecy mm-hmm. um, from Isaiah seven fourteen. Um, when it was prophesied, uh, it was fulfilled in Matthew 1, 23. Uh, but also, uh, like with the fall of Adam and Eve and uh, mankind, uh, Jesus had to have been born of divine nature um, of a virgin because he had to be without sin. Because mm-hmm. um, if he was conceived like any other human, he would have had that, um, that sin um, from Adam and Eve. But because he was born... Um, of a virgin and of that divine nature um, he came without that sin in his life Um, but also a really big significance of his birth 
uh, it re- just reveals the sovereignty and um, control of God that he has and uses um, with people and to fulfill his plan. Because uh, Jesus could have easily just came down from heaven mm-hmm. and started ruling and reigning immediately, but I mean, that's not what happened. Um, God used Mary and he became flesh in, again, that supernatural but natural way. Um, and like, what I mean by this is like, he came naturally by coming in the mother's womb, in Mary's womb, um, like a baby, like a normal person would, but supernaturally by being conceived as a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I mean that not only so shows like the supernatural um, miracles that he can produce, but uh, also just like the mystery of the Lord and how he works and how like he can do things that are not like humanly, physically, scientifically possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even though they don't make sense, he can still do them. Um, and there are miracles like the virgin birth that he did that um, all paint to the glory of God and like how he is in control. Uh, and although he doesn't need us to move, uh, he often does use humans for his glory, mm-hmm. um, even though he doesn't need us. Um, I mean, like, I think back to uh, the man who was born blind, like, uh, they asked, like, what sin did his parents commit? But his parents didn't sin. Um, it was the man was born blind all so that God could go, uh, be glorified through that. And um, like in John 9, 3, it says, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God may be displayed in him. Um, So God could have come to earth and just revealed himself as God immediately. Um, But instead he used people, he used individuals to um, bring him glory and um, bring people to have that faith in him. Um, And like again in Isaiah 7, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And I mean, what more of a sign can we get from mm-hmm. God than um, him not only fulfilling a prophecy, but um, conceiving a baby through a virgin? Um, and like this prophecy had been uh, prophesied over 300 years before right. the birth. So like they had been waiting for this. And um, I mean, God showed a pretty clear mm-hmm. sign of it. So and it's just really awesome to think that like the virgin birth was so significant that it fulfilled like that hundred years prophecy and like just so many miracles um, of God. For sure. Yeah. The miracle, like he had this plan 300 years before whenever that prophecy was written and he didn't act on it because he was just waiting and working in the waiting and then it came true. So I think that encourages a lot for just waiting in whatever season you're in, but also like Mary, no one thought Mary was special until she became pregnant and had mm-hmm. Jesus. She was just a 14-year-old, I think. Was yeah. 14? 14. 14-year-old girl, and God just called her and used her, and that was her purpose. So I also think it's encouraging that you don't have to be, like, some special person for God to use you. He can just, whatever he calls you to be, you'll do. Uh, what can we learn from Joseph's response and reaction to the challenges he faced? Um, this one kind of took me a second. Um to think about when we asked me this mm-hmm. first. But, um, I mean, first of all, this was very noble of Joseph. Um, because at the time, like when, I mean, he didn't know that at first that Mary was conceived as a virgin. Like he right. thought that Mary committed adultery. Mm-hmm. And um, normally at this time, like men would have like 
ratted the woman out and she would have been um, publicly shamed and um, sometimes like even killed for this sin but instead he chose to kind of have mercy and just he was going to divorce her quietly, mm-hmm. which still isn't great, but it's better than right. murder. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that was just very noble of him to um, be so humble to, like, let her mm-hmm. um, continue to, like, live uh, a quiet life. Um, and it also, I feel like it's so important because it teaches us to trust in God's plan um, above our own in our lives. Uh, because, I mean, surely the world thought Joseph was crazy right. for believing Mary and saying, like, an angel came and told him that um, it, she was conceived as a virgin. Um, but he still continued and chose to stay with her and, like, be with her through um, the birth after the angel told him. And, um, I mean, the confirmation from God of the angel was helpful. I'm sure, but like still to the public, like they wouldn't have known right. that and they probably wouldn't have believed him. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't Joseph's ideal plan mm-hmm. to uh, start off his marriage with Mary uh, with people thinking like she cheated on him and um, did things with another man, but he would still continue to um, just trust in God and obey uh, what he had to say. Um, for his life and for him and Mary's marriage um, through this. And, I mean, if he didn't choose to obey God in that moment, then history as we know it would have been. What pieces of Scripture are evidence that Jesus is the Son of God? Um, so one that I found was John eight fifty eight, And Jesus tells the Pharisees, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was I am. And... Um, when Jesus says this, it sounds kind of funny in our language, like we might not um, completely understand what he means, but at the time, like the people listening, they knew exactly what he meant. Um, because at the time, he identified himself with the name of God, of Yahweh, or mm-hmm. I am, and um, he called himself God. He was claiming his deity at the time. Um, he was also saying that he was eternal before Abraham, um, so that he was already there before Abraham was um, there, and that he's been around um, since the beginning of time. Um, mm-hmm. And this isn't scripture, but another really cool thing that I want to share was a thing that my pastor said um, a few weeks ago at church. And it was um, pretty much just with, like, statistically speaking, for someone to fulfill um, just eight of the prophecies. Um, I mean, there were hundreds that were um, prophesied uh, before the birth of. Jesus, but just to fulfill eight of them, um, the likelihood of a person to do so was 10 to the 17th power. So that's a one with 17 <laughs> behind it. So um, that's just eight out of the hundreds. And mm-hmm. Jesus, he fulfilled all of them. Like he, there was not a single prof- prophecy he didn't um, fulfill. So, I mean, that just shows, uh, first of all, that God can do the impossible because that's a pretty big number. <laughs> um, like just for eight of them Mm -hmm. Um, but i mean that's just so cool that even with that like statistically speaking impossible likelihood of someone doing it he still did it and um 
like there's really no one else who could fulfill those prophecies even if they tried mm -hmm. um just with that likelihood so right i just thought that was super cool yeah and you talked about how god has supernatural abilities but i mean that was just shown through jesus because a human cannot mm -hmm. have fulfilled those um so yeah that is crazy and that's wild and it's just another reminder that he can work miracles and it's so good mm -hmm. is there anything else you would like to share um well, I just think that um, right now with the Christmas season, this is just such a great time um, to share the gospel, um, especially because, uh, I mean, just with the season, like people are in very good moods and um, they have like family around and all this. Um, so I feel like now is the perfect time to share the gospel with others. Um, even for those who celebrate Christmas and don't know Jesus, mm -hmm. they most likely know the story of the birth of Jesus. And, um, and if they don't, then that's, this is, that's a great time to tell them about it. Um, but, uh, just like the ability to, um, share with them now is just, it's just perfect. I mean, mm -hmm. there's major scenes everywhere. Um, there's so many songs that just glorify the birth of God. And, um, it really is just perfect for, especially those who, um, seem to reject God. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they celebrate Christmas, they can't really reject God because he is the reason for the season. So um, it's kind of just perfect. <laughs> exactly. For it, so. Especially if like you're afraid, if you talk about your faith, people are going to think it's like shoving it down their throats um, or whether you're just not super bold enough to share a lot. This is just a great opening because he is why we celebrate. And it could just be something as simple as like, this is why I celebrate Christmas. This is what Christmas means to me. Or just like, the manger wasn't too dirty for Jesus, you weren't either. Just something simple like that. Um, because we are called to go and make disciples and share his love. And I mean, it's Jesus' birthday, you guys. It can be our Christmas gift to him. Um, would you like to pray to end us off? Yes. Lord, I just thank you um, for today. And I thank you for the truth that was spoken um, and your name that was glorified, Lord. Um, I thank you for coming down to earth um, as the most vulnerable form of a human being and humbling yourself um, to live a perfectly sinless life and be so obedient to God um, that you would die in our place, Lord, and um, take the cross for our sin and take the punishment for us, Lord, that we deserved. Um, and Lord, I just thank you for this season, Lord, that um, I pray that your name is just glorified um, in this Christmas time and that people know your story and that if they don't, Lord, that um, we share it to them or someone shares it uh, with them and then that they learn um, of your birth um, and of your goodness, Lord. Um, I thank you for um, using people to glorify you and um, I thank you for just doing the impossible and working miracles and uh, not only our lives, but um, back when you were here on earth, Lord. Um, so, Lord, we just thank you. We pray that your gospel is spread um, all throughout the world. Um, and we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.